Tuned into Made Conference, powered by AdTech. Hello, everybody, and we are broadcasting live from Made, powered by AdTech 2016 in New York at the Javits Center. We are live on the conference floor, and we have been talking to a variety of the thought leaders that have come to speak at the show. And right now, we have the fabulous Allison Dollar. Hello. Who is president of the ITV Alliance. I am actually CEO, but CEO. that's okay. In my head, you're president of everything that you see. Well, I, I am, see. of the universe. <laughs> Allison is a very well-known pundit, moderator, host, businesswoman in the interactive TV space, in the startup TV tech, ad tech space. And you're here uh, moderating a panel on I that am. Da TV data. TV data for advanced television. Yeah. And I know you, do, you go to a lot of shows, you do a lot of putting uh, panels together yourself, and you and I are, are uh, I was going to say old colleagues, but I meant young colleagues that have known each other for a long time. Yes, we're <laughs> young in many respects with a, a veteran uh, perspective, that's for but sure. What would you say, because this is, um, you've been to ad tech, I'm sure, a gazillion times. I, in fact, uh, worked on the very first ad tech with Skip. Wow, did you really? I did. Uh, his office was down in Richmond, Virginia at the time. It was back in the mid-90s. Oh, wow. And I did some of the early programming grids for the show when it was well, launching. Cr that, that is crazy land. Well, so you know um, what a day I've had. Well, yes, <laughs> I'm better you than me, my friend. <laughs> Miss Tech Cat on the prowl. Well, well, tell us what you think, because I know you're going to be addressing a lot of these issues. What are some of the hot TV data sort of questions right now that are rolling around in everybody's mind? Yeah, well, for TV in general, the very fundamental question is, what is the definition of television? And uh, that's a, a surprisingly wide range of answers that you get to that. Right, right, uh, right. Here at the you know, Interactive Television Alliance, our definition is digital video that is aggregated and branded and uh, distributed across multiple platforms. Interesting. So okay. some people will say digital video that stands alone is not TV. But I think younger people would beg to differ. To them, it's all one and the same. Well, so, so, and landing that definition is so important because why? It helps um, everybody build around you. Yeah, in the well, it helps define the universe of what data anybody even cares about, first of all. Right, right. And then what are the fields of data that need to be collected? I think in the early days of this, it was everyone was just, well, first in the early days of TV, everyone's so glad to know even who was tuned in, so to speak. Right, right. Now it's all broken down so discreetly and minutely because of the advent of pure digital cloud-based video that uh, now everyone wants the same thing. Who is, are they psychographically, demographically, and behaviorally, and all that sort of stuff? Uh, you, uh, reaching. When, when, you, um, when you meet people now, um, are they still falling into specific categories of the role that they play in the ecosystem, like distributor? you know, a tech platform, advertiser, content creator, or have the lines gotten more blurry now? Well, I think they're beyond blurry uh, because for one thing, uh, everyone's in fear of their jobs, right? There's been yeah. so much chaos. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of people have to wear multiple hats. 
and the notion of uh, giving value and service if you are on the vendor side is really ratcheted up and that is something we'll be talking about tomorrow. And also being drowning in data. So there's those lines are blurring all across the world in terms of operationally as well inside these agencies, inside the networks and the studios and even on the production side because if you want to do certain things up front, for instance, to be able to have some uh, metadata attached from the very front end, then even now production that used to be just farmed out, they have to be at the table in the very beginning to design what's going to happen with these campaigns. And then when you put social into the mix and the rest of this transaction of click to buy or whatever kind of environment you're in, and not to mention being, let's say, in an immersive VR environment and you want to make that transactable, oh, you're completely off the grid with everyone having to be in the room in mm. the very beginning. Well, so what happens in a scenario where Time Warner and AT&T merge? I mean, well, I, this is where I was going to next with this. So, uh, very first thing that we all looked at was AT&T and DirecTV. Uh, okay, and then now with this and these are huge mega numbers, of course, and the 85 billion. Why whatever is the government this. letting this happen? Well, I mean, this was no my point. Yeah, I think you saw my post on this. I yeah. was like so much for antitrust. I don't understand. So, is it because they're consumed with like you know? The, no, because I the think FBI, you know, writing letters, or is it uh, well, there is that. I think those. It's to our earlier point, which is those people have not noticed that the lines have blurred. So they're thinking it's even though it's distinct P&Ls and all of that maybe on paper operationally, those are not. That's not what happens in the workaday world in our space, as you know. There's, uh, you know, the but notion. They, they occupy every single part of the ecosystem. That is a monopoly. They that sell, is. they buy, they I distribute. Know. I know. Well, you know, we have uh, Tom Hagopian, who is our dear friend and uh, has a longtime champion of interactive television. In fact, was uh, back in the day in open TV and, and all those. And he's on your session. He's on my session tomorrow, and yeah. he was there, Direct TV, uh, in the first phase of this, and now with Time Warner. Yeah, that uh, is. Uh, I think it's really problematic at the least. I obviously, as a trade association. 501c6, we're not going to take a position either way yeah. on the sort of the denouement of this. But uh, I would say on the face of it, it's very troubling because you're talking about so many vast media outlets and other places where digital itself allows for a certain allow control and that neutrality alone. If somebody can literally turn some levers on and off to make all kinds of things happen when they're owning so much of the ecosystem. So that's a very interesting, but I was actually more interested in the CenturyLink announcement buying level three, because mm. people aren't paying attention to the pipes. They're looking so much at content and there's been this explosion of content. You know, I think you, um, the stat on the upfronts was uh, even three or four years ago, it was like a hundred and something shows. And yeah, now, yeah. now it was like four, 50 or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, there's so too that there's explosion too shows, and yeah. mushrooming of uh, content sources alone is really distracting everyone from the rest of what's right. actually happening in the ecosystem. So CenturyLink, this acquisition, 35 billion of level three, when you're talking about the pipes alone also being controlled and then on these other limited partnerships from the massive uh, content owners, it's a really brave new world. Let's put it that way. I, I I just don't understand why they've let that go. And I and I have friends that are at a variety of companies, 
And I watch them sort of be forced to toe the company line when they start to get at these mega corporations. Yeah. You know, like inviting them to, to c come and have conversations like this would be impossible because they're not allowed to say anything. Well, no, of course. They have to tiptoe around and... Uh, no one's going to be able to talk about people's anything. People's <laughs> careers are at stake, and I appreciate that. But there is a point at which there has to be some more longitudinal thinking and true strategic thinking as an industry that we yeah. need to do. And it only happens in co situations, conversations like this. It doesn't really happen. And that's a, actually, that is why originally we founded the ITA to do that. But the business is so complex now and it's so big it's very hard to harness everybody in the room and make that happen uh, in any substantive way where it's going to affect Washington what do you think um, what do you think is the most interesting either new tech or new behavior that has popped up in the last six months that's really going to impact our world well, you know, everybody's so besotted with VR and AR, and I do think that it's going to have a huge impact. But I think more things like here you have, I think it's called Effective here on the show floor. Effectiva? Effectiva. Yeah. Where we're talking about the psychographic end of this, uh, where there's predictive analytics that are also attached to human behavior and right, psychographics. So neuromarketing. Neuro yeah. Neuromarketing and the emotive part of our behavior, and especially the just in time and making things so relevant and timely for transaction yeah. that those are the kinds of things that I've been looking so at. So really matchmaking true behavior but not just behavior because someone answered a questionnaire but really understanding the psychographics of somebody. Well also just bringing this back around to my session on the big data aspect of this of that metadata is set up in such a sophisticated way where everything is served just in time. It all has to do specifically with all these emotions and the actual environment and experience as it happens, especially in these retail environments or other out of home, which I love, yep. to transaction and to move product. You see lift in sales. That's what really the advertiser mm -hmm. and the brand mm -hmm. wants. It's not just you know historic brand awareness. It is actually behavioral. And uh, that's where it's all heading and kind of has to head. So these other kinds of uh, platforms that allow for all of that to happen earlier and more efficiently, those are the winners that I see coming huh. up. And is there also any company right now that you think is doing it right? Like just really moving through this crazy space in a smart way? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see that. <laughs> I see a lot of the, uh, the typical bureaucracy and a lot of lip service, and I don't see a lot of traction and action, except for individual creative teams that do things like NBC Uni and the usual suspects that win our uh, Emmy. I, you interactive know, Emmys, right. Interactive right. Emmy. But otherwise, yeah. no. So, no. so on the ad tech floor now, you know, ad tech is sort of becoming a subcategory inside of MarTech. Mm -hmm. Is that concept of the storytelling leveraged by the technology you think also going to have impact on, on what you're oh, saying? Oh, I think it's really going to be, I think that's part and parcel of what I was addressing earlier, which is the emotional attachment to brands and being engaged in brands in a greater and greater social and emotionally um, not just relevant, but measurable way. Absolutely, it's all about the story tech and all about Marcom. Oh, story tech, Allison uh, just mentioned my I company. I did, I dropped Lori's <laughs> company name in there. Well, we know you're prescient, you are the tech cat after all. But yeah, I think that's absolutely what it is. It has to all be bigger and bigger umbrellas and then 
within those umbrellas, how do you discreetly make these plans that are completely strategic and deliver tactically? And it's absolutely Marcom, that part of it, that ad tech is a driver, a little engine underneath this big umbrella of MarTech that has to be diffused throughout the marketplace. So so well put. Just to, to wrap it up, Allison, where are you going to be next? Where can folks come and hear you? or? What are you doing next that we can uh, look forward well, to? Well, you know, I try to keep uh, away from CES every year, and that's never going to happen. because no, I'm going to make you do stuff with You're going to make <laughs> you do stuff. Um, you know, we have some big Silicon Beach uh, events coming up with American Marketing Association, okay. which um, anybody just give me a ping, and I'll let you know. It's where, where can we find you? A-L-L-I-S-O-N at itvalliance.org. Uh, and that's the best way. And if anyone wants to get involved with uh, the the ITA, wh where you know what what will they get out of uh, creating a relationship with ITA? Joining well, they get all of my wit and wisdom, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a lot of speaking engagements and some deal making, which is what we're really about. We're really about the boutique room where actual business happens. That's what That's that our hallmark is. The fabulous Allison Dollar, CEO of the ITA and also one of the smartest people I know oh, in listen, the world. Listen, <laughs> right back at you, right back at you. We love you, Lori. Okay. Well, okay. we are broadcasting live from AdTech New York 2016, made powered by AdTech, right on the expo floor, talking to fabulous thought leaders like Allison Dollar. Allison, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you so much. Great to see you. tuned in to Made Conference, powered by AdTech.